Hello everybody, just a quick message here before we get into this week's episode. This is a little announcement that I'm very excited to make. Straight Outta Cloyne is no longer just a podcast. It is now also a YouTube channel. Yes, I am uploading over on YouTube, Straight Outta Cloyne 2.0. We've got the new logo and everything. It is mostly gaming. I've just streamed my first ever episode of Fall Guys. Did I get my first ever victory? There's only one way to find out. Head on over to the YouTube channel and find out. The link is in the uh, description of this podcast. It is also in the bio of this podcast. So make sure you go and check it out. We'll be doing all different sorts of things on there. Between streaming FIFA career modes. As I said before, streaming games like Fall Guys. I have a WWE My GM mode coming up soon. We'll stream some UFC. We'll play some horror games. There's loads of exciting ideas coming up on the YouTube channel. Just go onto YouTube and type Straight Outta Klein 2.0. Or click the link in the description of this episode of this podcast. Or go to the bio However you want to do it, I don't care. Just make sure you go over, like the videos, share the videos, subscribe, and make sure you join in to all the fun we have going on over at youtube.com forward slash straight out of coin 2.0. With that said, let's get into the episode. Well, there's been a little bit of controversy in the YouTube world, hasn't there? Welcome back, everybody, to Straight Out of Klein 2.0. This is the second of three episodes this week. Isn't that mad? We had one on Monday talking about RCW's debut show and also Crown Jewel. We have one coming up this Friday, which I made last week when I was just absolutely unbelievably bored and decided to start recording. And then we have today's episode, Wednesday's episode, which is in relation to the controversy between True Geordie and Andrew Tate. Let's delve into it. So, I'm sure you're all familiar with the man known as Andrew Tate, not this guy. You don't deserve anything from this club. You got the job on the technicality of a legend who recommended you. You are nothing, you are a fool, and you are a waste of time. Good night. But this guy. I don't believe in depression. Don't message me about depression because I don't believe in it. If you're asleep in your bed in the middle of the night and you hear a noise, and you believe in ghosts, now you're afraid. But if you don't believe in ghosts, ah, it's the wind and you go back to sleep. You give the ghosts power by believing in them. Your house is only haunted if you believe in ghosts. Belief is a powerful thing. If I were to stand in front of you, and I were to tell you that I could punch you as hard as I can in your sternum, and I could fracture it and send a splinter into your heart, would you allow me to try? You wouldn't because you know I believe I can. I believe I can hurt any man on the planet, and that's why people are afraid of me. And you believe depression is a crippling disease, and that's why you're afraid of it. And I'm sure you're all familiar with True Geordie, who I don't even need to play any clips of right now. We will get to that eventually, but I'm sure at least most of you are familiar with True Geordie. And there has been a little bit of controversy between these two. But for once, I would argue that Tate is not the most controversial figure within this argument. Let me, let, let's let's just delve into it. Let, let me uh, elaborate a little bit. So, these two have been going back and forth. Excuse me, I'd already brought up my whole dinner there. These two have been going back and forth for quite a while now uh, via, uh, I was going to say social media, but Andrew Tate doesn't really have social media at the moment, which is interesting. Um, but they've, there's been a few videos of the two of them going back and forth. And there was a... Very big error made on True Geordie's side. 
uh, the last few days. So he was doing a live stream with uh, Lawrence, his co-host, whatever you want to call him. And they were having a discussion about Andrew Tate because Andrew Tate has been saying he really wants to fight True Geordie. He's been like giving him shit for some leaked DMs that came out where True Geordie was texting a woman about some some kinky shit, to say the least. But look, whatever you're into, as long as it's two consenting adults, I don't really care what people do in their own time. Once they're not harming anybody, and as I said before, full consent is given. But they were discussing uh, Andrew Tate, and it came up about the fact that he is after converting to Islam, and that he is now a Muslim. And instead of repeating what True Jordy said, let's just listen to it. Andrew Tate's got God on his side oh, now. God. There's no way Brian would win that. Um, although I would gladly blow myself over if I could take that fucking shitbag with us. Um, That's the use of a stereotype there, which is obviously not what he... Uh... I'm just saying, if he really wants to prove it, do, do the right thing. <laughs> Let's see how it's let, hysteria. Let, let's see how about that life you really are. As, yes, although yeah, not all Muslims. This obviously got a response from Andrew Tate, and without further ado, let's listen to what Andrew Tate said. There's not many people in the world I have a personal beef with. I've had some internet beefs back and forth. There's very few people I personally dislike. One of them is True Jordy. Anyone who's followed me long enough understands why. He's a very insulting, fat, vulgar. He's a dickhead. He's an unlikable person. He's not very smart. He's stupid. He has his little girlfriend who sits next to him. And they did a video about me long ago where they were insulting a bunch of women who worked for me, calling them horrible names. He made full-grown women cry. I replied and said that's a horrible thing to do and he should apologize. He refused to apologize because he was full of hate. Turns out the man was full of hate because he ended up begging for dildos off of a woman. The screenshots were leaked of him begging for dildos, begging to suck on them, begging to be cheated on because he likes to be dominated by females. He sits there, fat, that's why he eats so much, to try and pretend he's bigger than he is. He sits there fat, trying to convince the world it's muscle, and that he's a tough guy. But truthfully, he begs to be dominated by females. So this person is genuinely a piece of shit. And now, after me converting to Islam, he made a piece on one of his podcasts saying that I'm not true in my conversion, and then insulted all Muslims. Then the Muslims blow themselves up. And that I should go blow myself up. We should all blow ourselves up, making fucking racist comments about, about an entire religion, as if that's somehow funny. Let me tell you something, my friend, and if True Jordy, if you're watching this, this is a message directly to you. There are certain times in life you need to know when to shut the fuck up. There are certain things which are not funny. Certain things that are not beyond reprisal. You don't sit and insult a man's religion. Just like you don't insult a man's entire company and the people who work for him, that's one thing. But to insult my religion and the religion of billions of people across the fucking planet, making ignorant jokes about fucking blowing ourselves up, thinking that it's gonna go without consequence, you're gonna learn very quickly, my friend, that that was a mistake. And then came the apology video from True Jordy, which was released, I think, on Monday. And this has caused a bit of an uproar from people who, I was going to say are fans of True Jordy, but, you know, some people who probably didn't like him already. And maybe people who are fans of his who are quite disappointed in what he has to say. And because I'm a mark with a podcast, I'm going to give my two cents on the whole situation. So... To focus on Andrew Tate first, I think I've said this about him on here a few times. I just think he's such a fascinating person. Such a fascinating person. I think he's someone who is very, very, like, 
I'm trying to think of the word. I was going to say unaware, which is the complete wrong word, but he's very... He finds it very easy to not be affected by what others say about him. He is very um, self-confident, to say the least. He has certain uh, views that annoy some people, and I think the way he puts certain sentences um, annoy a lot of people too. And I just find it fascinating that he's someone who I'd never really heard of until recently, which is mad considering he is a former kickboxer and has had some MMA fights, so you think I would have at least been aware of him, but honest to God, had no actual um, idea of who he was until I saw him popping up on my TikTok every two seconds, and I was wondering, why the hell does this guy that looks a lot like Ricochet uh, always pop up on my For You page? And obviously I've done a little bit of research about him, you know, I, I was talking about True Geordie sending some kinky messages to a girl. I suppose I better talk about the situation with Andrew Tate, which was, I think it was a leaked video of, of him and a girl where there was some physicality involved. Uh, he was on Big Brother at the time, and he ended up getting kicked off the show for that. But the woman in this video ended up coming out saying everything was consensual and that it was all agreed upon, and they just like to have it a bit rough, which again, two consenting adults... I'm, I'm not bothered, that's up to them, and, you know, if they're happy out with it, the two of them, then whatever. So that's just the interesting thing about Andrew Tate, is just how, despite being deplatformed, he has such a strong presence on social media without physically being on it. So, we move on to True Geordie. I've been aware of True Geordie for so much longer than Andrew Tate. And to be honest with you, I would I would go as far as to say as I'm a fan of True Geordie. I, I, I actually really like him. Does he say things that I disagree with sometimes? Yes, of course. But unfortunately, I think we live in a world now where if you disagree with someone on something, no matter how big or small it might be, you kind of just automatically go, I don't like that person. I think a lot of people... If I'm being honest, a lot of people who lean a bit more on the left are like that. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen to people who are on the right, but I, I, I see it a lot from people on the left who, Christ, if you disagree with anything they say, even in the slightest sense, they think you're the worst human being alive. But True Geordie is someone who has had some really great uh, interviews on his YouTube channel. He's had people like... Um, Nile Ranger, who used to play for Newcastle. That was the very first interview I watched from True, uh, True Geordie. I knew who he was before that, um, just from, you know, being kind of big into watching that type of YouTube scene back in the day. And then I started watching his podcast. And the Nile Ranger one is quite fascinating for, like, a young footballer who, you know, lost his way um, due to crime and stuff. He's had some uh, great interviews with the likes of Michael Bisping. Uh, he's had some great interviews with some great with some wrestlers as well, like the the, uh, the Undertaker, Chris Jericho. He had Shawn Michaels on there. Um, he's had, uh, you know, as I said, like fighters like Michael Bisping on there. Francis Ngannou, he had a really good interview with. Uh, I think he had Israel Adesanya on there before. He's had Logan Paul. Um, he's Jordan Peterson. He had a really great interview with him recently, and. I, like, thoroughly enjoyed his interviews. John Kavanaugh was another great interview we had on there. The only interview I think he ever had that I didn't like was with Louis Theroux. And it wasn't True Geordie's fault. It wasn't Louis Theroux's fault. It was Lawrence's fault. Lawrence, as I say, is his co-host. And people are, I, I already know what people are going to say. Oh, you're only saying this because he's a Liverpool fan. No, I'm saying this because 
he had the privilege of being in the same room as someone like Louis Theroux, who has so many fascinating things to say, who's been around so many different, you know, scenarios and, um, you know, environments because of the documentaries he made. I think it's mad that I went to college with people who only know Louis Theroux from the TikTok remix of his rap. Like, I remember watching that documentary when I was, like, 11 or 12, and here are people just, like, completely unaware of who Louis Theroux was until they saw that. That's just mad. Just goes to show, like, how the gener- the, the younger generation really are, like, they're a lot of the things we grew up with are just alien to them, which is crazy. But, uh, but yeah, uh, so Louis Theroux was on True Geordie's podcast, and Lawrence would not let him finish a sentence. He just would not let the man finish a sentence, and it was so frustrating. And I'm not the only one who shares this opinion. This was the opinion of a lot of people uh, in the comments who said, like, this was a good interview, but what stopped it from being great was Lawrence just trying so hard to come across, like, kind of witty and funny, but he just ended up being really annoying. And I think Louis Theroux was actually getting kind of annoyed at him in the interview as well, because... He'd like be telling. He'd be halfway through telling a really interesting story, and Lawrence would just cut across him with like either a really bad joke or like trying to like I don't know get his own two cents in on what Louis Theroux was saying. And it's like, man, just leave Louis Theroux finish his fucking sentence. And I mentioned the John Kavanagh interview as well. That was a really good interview. Like that's a really really good one. But Lawrence kept doing this thing in that interview, which was kind of annoying. I think he uh, he had Ricky Gervais on there as well. Um, I only, I didn't see the full interview, but I saw, um, I saw a good, a, a good chunk of it. And Lawrence has a habit of, so like, J- uh, Brian, which is True Geordie's real name, he, he would ask, uh, John Kavanagh, for example, oh, what was it like when, you know, Connor beat Jose Aldo? And John Kavanagh would be saying like, oh, it was great, because we put a lot of preparation into it, blah, 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 blah. And then he'd be like, nearly finished what he's saying, and Lawrence will just go... I think what John's trying to say is that, like, they put a lot of work into it, and that's why, like, it was really rewarding. And it's like, well, maybe, Lawrence, if you let him finish his fucking sentence, you'll know what he's trying to say. So, yeah, that's just kind of something slightly off-topic, but yeah, it's pretty much related to what, what we're talking about, too. But, yeah, that's that's my background on what I know about Andrew Tate and True Geordie. But the comments that uh, True Geordie said about him converting to... Uh, Islam and becoming a Muslim. What's my thoughts on that? So, here we go. Breaking news. I don't think True Geordie is xenophobic or racist or any um, any bit disrespectful. Okay, let me take that back. Maybe not disrespectful because what he said was quite disrespectful, but I don't think he's got anything against Muslims or that he's uh, Islamophobic is actually what the term is I'm sure which I, I, I me and Porik have this conversation all the time we don't like the word phobic because that implies fear like for example I have uh, arachnophobia I have I do have a fear of spiders but like I don't know I just people use the term homophobic and it's like homophobic implies that someone's afraid of gay people when homophobia is more hatred towards gay people. Um, And I'll be honest with you, I have a fine line of what I consider homophobic and what I consider to be people just having different views, to be quite honest. But that's a conversation for another day. 
Um, but I don't think Brian is any of these things. I think he said something that he definitely shouldn't have said. Something that he definitely uh, wouldn't have said had he actually thought about it. I think it was a very off-the-cuff comment. It was a very spur-of-the-moment thing. And obviously now he's paying the price for it. Gymshark have even come out to say that they've suspended their partnership with uh, True Geordie. How do I feel about that? As my voice nearly gets lost there. I think it's... Look, it's a business decision. And I kind of get where they're coming from. But at the same time... I suppose if I explain a bit further about what I'm talking about with True Geordie... The man said something... That I guarantee a lot of people who listened to the, or who watched that live stream and who might be listening to this now have joked about in their own private surrounding. Let's not act like our farts don't smell. Every single person on this planet has said something that if it got leaked out or if it was recorded or if it was, you know, secretly published without people knowing, there'd be a lot of, you know, backlash for it. One thing I don't believe... <clears throat> I keep fucking nearly losing my voice. One thing I don't believe in... God damn it. I have enough editing to do with this podcast. I'm not editing out shit like that. But one thing I don't believe in, as people will know on here, is cancel culture. I don't believe in it. Whether I agree with the view or not. Literally, the only time I would want someone, like, 100% cancelled and not to hear from is if they are in support of people who are paedophiles. Like, literally, that is the only time I'll go, yeah, there's an exception. And, you know, when I say cancel culture, I'm not talking about people getting blacklisted. Like, for example, Chris Benoit, to bring it into a wrestling kind of sense, because, you know, that's what I always do. But Chris Benoit, obviously, does not get mentioned by WWE because he killed his wife and child. And it was the darkest day in wrestling history and just such a horrible, tragic event. But... You can still go back and watch Chris Benoit's matches. Everything is still there, it's just not promoted. So, like, I think there's a difference between that and cancelling someone. That's, you know, that that's kind of the... There's a fine line, I think, between the two of those things. And I don't believe that Brian, whatever his real name, I don't know what his last name is, but, but True Geordie, let's just say, I don't think he, this deserves to be the end for him. I think he said a stupid thing. Uh, it was definitely something that he didn't think that like he didn't think before he um, before he spoke. And I'll be honest, I think sometimes Andrew Tate, not that he doesn't think before he speaks, but I think he's very much someone who like he never takes a breath, he never pauses. And sometimes when you know you're like that, you're gonna end up saying things that don't make sense, or not just necessarily that don't make sense, but things that don't uh, things won't come out as well as you would hope they do if you'd stopped and thought about what you're going to say. But anyway, that's kind of separate to what I'm saying now about True Geordie. My only issue with True Geordie is the apology video, which I'm finally, you know, getting onto now. I feel like I referenced that ages ago on this podcast and I'm only getting onto it now. Uh, but that was my main problem. It's not that he came up and apologized. It's that it started as an apology and then it turned into a bit of a pity party. Now, I know from having this show that sometimes 
having a podcast or having, you know, a public platform that you can talk on, it's nice to air some stuff. I did a off-the-cuff episode a few weeks ago when I had a kind of an unexpected falling out with someone who is in a certain industry that I'm in that, like, literally one of the last people I would have ever thought there was a problem with, who I only saw a few days ago for the first time since, and we didn't speak one word apart from when we had to. Um, But, you know... I went on and aired kind of like, it kind of made me feel shit. And then I started kind of going on about like how, you know, there's friends I'd fallen out with before and this was kind of bringing back memories about like, oh, when there was problems with those people and and I didn't kind of know what the issue was and so on and so forth. So I get that like it is good to have that platform to kind of go on and, and talk about these things. But I think there's a big difference between Joseph Dylan Turl doing it here on Straight Outta Client 2.0 that has a very loyal audience, but a relatively small audience. And Brian True Jordy going on to one of the most popular YouTube channels and podcasts on the planet, really, at this stage, and apologizing for the joke he made about Islam, and then crying about other things in his life. Now, he did obviously bring up the death of his mother in this, and... It was, yeah, like, you know, it's sad to hear what he was saying. But I did think it came off a bit staged. I'm not saying that he was, like, faking the emotion. I think it's real emotion, but I think it's real emotion that he brought upon himself. I think he started talking about that and started um, referencing his mother's death because he knew that would make him feel sad. And then it was like kind of maybe stepping a little bit away from what the uh, topic of conversation was. Now, something I didn't realize until I watched this apology video was that Lawrence, his co-host, is actually married to a Muslim girl. And they have a child together. So obviously the child has been born into, um, you know, uh, half his family being of that religion. And... um, this was something he also apologised about, which, yeah, look, grand. I understand that, and I think it was right for him to come out and apologise, and I think it was right for him to reference that to Lawrence, that, oh, I should have known better because of your circumstances with who you're um, in a relationship with, or I think even married to, and who you have a child with. But when the tears and stuff came out, it was kind of like, okay, come on. Like, can we... I had no issue with any of the topics that were spoke about after the whole Muslim uh, apology, you know, statement. But I felt like the timing was very off. I thought it was the right content at the wrong time. Because, listen, he said a lot of things that I could relate to. He was saying about how there's times where he wants to pick up the phone to his mother and then, obviously, you know, you realise, well, you can't because she's not here anymore. I still have that to this day. Like, everyone knows how close I was with my granddad. And anytime any big football news breaks, my first instinct is, I have to tell granddad about that. And then you have to remind yourself that, like, you can't. And, like, it is tough. Like, don't get me wrong. None of the things he said were wrong or none of the things he said weren't, you know, important messages in terms of, like, how that can be tough and, like, there might be people out there who can relate to that. But I just feel like it was the wrong time. Now, I have no doubt that he feels really bad about what he said. I have no doubt that there is a lot of guilt there, and I have no doubt that he regrets 
making that joke. But I think people would have had a lot more time for him if he had just come out and said, look, lads, I really fucked up. It was a stupid thing to say. It was, you know, it was something that I said because I don't like Andrew Tate and I really wanted to piss him off. So I said something that I knew would piss him off, but it was wrong of me and I'm sorry to any offence I caused. Because me and Alex were only having this conversation last week that sometimes people say things that they shouldn't say. But it doesn't mean that they hate a specific type of person or, you know, that, that there's anything... Okay, yeah, I will tell this story because I, was, I wasn't going to, but I suppose I don't have to mention any names um, in this story. But I actually completely forgot about this until now. But I know of a time where I was in a friend group and someone came out as bisexual. And uh, there was an argument between this friend and another friend. And my one of my friends said to my friend who came out as bisexual in the heat of the moment said you're the reason that god hates gays which was like such a fucking like he went for him but i can sit here and safely say i know that person is not homophobic they said something really like you know bad towards someone who is after coming out as bisexual they did it to try and get under their skin because they were very angry at them about something else. And I know people are going to come out and say, well, that is homophobic. It's a homophobic thing to say, but I don't think that person is homophobic. Actually, let me take that back. I know that person isn't homophobic. But I understand why sometimes people get so angry that they want to say something that's going to really upset this person so your mind automatically goes to like the most offensive thing you can say to really annoy this person and to really make them angry and to upset them and you end up coming out saying something that you really shouldn't have said that's what's happened here i don't think uh, true jordy hates muslims i don't think he's islamophobic i don't think that he has anything against anybody of that faith it was a pure off the cuff joke that he made that he gave no thought process or sorry excuse me there was no thought process that he gave or had beforehand and obviously it's landed him in the shit now and it's funny because like a week or two weeks before this was his whole interview with Tyson Fury where Tyson Fury kind of went off on a mad one after True Geordie was kind of questioning him about his upcoming fight and how he's coming up against an opponent that isn't of his caliber and isn't really, you know, Tyson Fury is not really in danger of losing this fight and how it's kind of robbing the, you know, British public in particular because they're obviously from Britain, but, you know, anybody who's actually parting with their money to watch this fight, which I won't be, you know, I do I do like boxing. I am a boxing fan, but obviously I'm a bigger fan of, you know, wrestling and MMA. Uh, and I, I do like to watch big boxing fights, but this is just a fight that I have zero interest in. Um, and, you know, I, I know a lot of people out there will want to watch this fight, and, you know, fair enough to them. If they want to watch it, they it's their money, they can do what they want, but it's not particularly uh, a fight that I want to... It's not a fight that I particularly want to, uh, you know, buy and, you know, part ways of my money to see. It, it's just not. Uh, but anyways, on to the topic of, you know, conversation with True Doherty. He had Tyson Fury on the podcast and he questioned him about this. And Tyson Fury went on a bit of a mad one at the end, calling him a bald-headed, bearded tosser, which is kind of funny considering Tyson Fury is bald and has a, you know, can grow a beard. Currently doesn't have one, but, you know, has had a beard a lot of... 
he, you know, he, he sports a beard a lot of the time. And, you know, it just made it kind of a little bit ironic. And people were kind of praising True Geordie, saying, like, he asked the tough questions that a lot of boxing journalists won't ask. Um, or any combat sport journalist probably wouldn't ask unless they're Ariel Hawani. Um, and, and that's not a... I love Ariel Hawani. I, I love that Ariel will ask the tough questions that a lot of people don't want to ask because they just want to be friends with the fighters or the athletes. I like when people kind of, you know... I don't want to say they stir shit, but they'll ask a question that, like, not a lot of people have the balls to ask. And I still commend True Geordie for the way he handled it and the way he, you know, kept pushing and wanted to get an answer out of Tyson Fury. And he references this in his apology video that he um, said... He said when he was making the video in response to Tyson Fury that you all love me now, but give it a week and you'll all hate me. And right on cue, that's what happened. That's pretty much verbatim what he said. So, yeah, like that's that's pretty crazy. But, yeah, I suppose what I would say there is I don't, like, because I know people are there, you need to cancel him, you need to do all this, uh, all these things to, like, make sure his name never gets mentioned again. But no, I, I'm sorry, I, I can't, I don't like the way the apology video went down, because I thought it was a bit of a pity party, and I don't agree with what he said, but I don't agree with cancelling the man either. I think, you know, especially someone in his position with the big following that he has, things like this are going to be blown up a lot more than if, you know, John Doe down the road said it. But I do think the man deserves a chance. Like, another example is Logan Paul, who I have a lot of time for now, and I never thought I would have said that because there was a long time where I probably wasn't very fussed on him. The first time I had ever heard of Logan Paul, I might have said this on the RCW um, Crown Jewel podcast, but I can't can't actually remember if I said this or not. But the first time I ever heard of Logan Paul was after the whole uh, Japanese forest situation. I had never heard of this man until then. Had no idea who he was, and I thought, wow, that's uh, fucking mental that, you know, this person went into this suicide forest in Japan and made a video about it, kind of making light of it. But look at what he's gone on to do since then. Like, he's been... He's bigger now than he ever was. And I think it's good that people are given a second chance. Because words are words. And, you know, he's a content creator. He thought that would be interesting content, but he went about it the completely wrong way. And I like how these people are given another chance and it's not held against them for life. There's obviously exceptions to, like, I don't know, people, again, like... Um, like, Chris Watts is not exactly... Uh, not ex- not exam- exactly? Exactly. I can't even speak English there. He's not exactly somebody I'd like to give another chance to. You know, killing his wife and... The pregnant wife at that, and young kids, all because he wanted to start a new life with this young woman he met at work. Like, that's not somebody who should be given a second chance. Absolutely not. But people like Logan Paul and people like True Geordie, they do deserve to be given second chances because, they, you know, what they did, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as bad as it seems. That's not me saying they're sitting here and saying, you can't, um, you know or that you can say things like that and get away with it but it's like yeah look you said it you've apologized you're gonna have to to take some shit for a while but eventually we'll move on you can go back to you know doing your thing and we'll all just get on with it you know and listen i'm not muslim i'm not of the islam faith 
So I can't sit here and say that, like, I'm outraged at what he said or that I'm so angry and I fucking hate him for it because it's not my place to kind of get offended about it. And, and this is the thing, I feel like a lot of people get offended on behalf of others. And it's funny because a lot of people who are saying it's a disgrace what he said about being, you know, or, you know, about people blowing up if they're Muslim or whatever... These are the same people who tried to call out these... How do, how do I say this? They, they tried to call out these religions for certain beliefs that people have in these religions. But then when someone makes a joke about these religions, oh, no, no, that was too far. You can't say that. It's like, well, are you in support of this religion or not? And, and that's what kind of doesn't make sense to me. Um, but as I say, I, I'm not, like, completely outraged. Of course I don't agree with what he said, because I don't think even what like for example i'm a christian i'm a catholic i don't follow the um the, the same excuse me the same faith that someone who's muslim does or who's someone who's uh, who's islamic but of course i respect people's rights to follow these faiths it's just like i respect people who don't uh, have a faith or have a religion like i i've been pretty open on here that like when it comes to people who say they're non-binary and stuff like i I'm still at a stage where I don't understand that. And I say I'm at a stage where I don't understand that. I don't think I ever will fully understand it. But I'm not going to sit here and say that these people can't say they're non-binary or that I want any form of attack on these people or that I'm going to come on here and start saying what awful people that they are because, no, I just don't fully understand it. I don't fully get it. I've had conversations with people who either, you know, identify as, you know, um, I can't even remember the fucking word now, non-binary, or people who are in support of it. I've had conversations, and to be fair, most of the conversations have been good. They've been civil, and we've kind of left it at, we'll just agree to disagree, and that I can respect these people's rights to want to be called, you know, they, them, or whatever, and people can respect my rights that I find that a bit confusing, and, you know, I'm not going to follow that. Because that's, you know, that's just the world we live in. Not everybody's going to see eye to eye on these things. Um, So yeah, that's the whole True Geordie thing with Andrew Tate and a whole lot more. And it's three episodes of Straight Outta Clawing this week, which is interesting. Because I don't think that's ever happened before. Joe Turn Rising, there, there probably was times where there was about 750 episodes a week. Uh, Celtic Kodak, I think once or twice has had two episodes a week. But I don't think Straight Outta Klein has ever had three episodes a week. I might be wrong on that. I might be wrong on that. But as far as I know, I need to go back and check. I don't know. But anyways, that's it for this episode, lads. Thank you all so much for listening. There is another episode coming up this Friday. And there is uh, obviously more content planned for next week as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. I've had some people actually get in touch recently about uh, wanting to come on here and talk about things like wrestling or you know, MMA or football or, or literally, you know, whatever. And, of course, if anyone ever would like to join me on here and talk about any, literally any conversation that I feel like I'll be able to hold for the best part of an hour, please feel free to reach out at any of my social media platforms listed down below in the description of this episode. And they're also on the uh, public website and Spotify page of this podcast as well. And, as always, I'm going to leave you with a wrestling promo and this one was actually a promo that was pre- uh, played previously on an episode of Straight Outta Klein, but it's a little bit different to the original. 
This is a, another wrestler doing a perfect impression of an infamous and hilarious wrestling promo and doing it so well that he has obviously watched it countless times to the point where he can take pauses at the right time and pronounce the words the exact same way that the person who did this promo originally did back in whatever year it was. So anyways, enjoy that wrestling promo. Talk to you all Friday. Have a good one. Folks, there's Jumpin' Jeff Farmer. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep, probably the hardest match I ever had in my life, but I don't like it when things aren't my going my way. Motley Cruz, you turned the tables on me. You turned the tables in a wrong way. You got me mad now. I've stood around, I've listened to everything you had to say, I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another and treat, cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now let's go to the ring. Boom, boom. Cocabana. Boom, boom. Coca Bana, boom boom. Coca Bana, it's Coca Bana. 